and said amen, amen. and amen. amen. Can we give the Daughters of New Beginnings a wonderful hand of appreciation? Amen. Thank you. And son, thank you, Brother Caleb, as well. Amen. For our last sermon of this year and the final installment of our Advent series, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, beloved. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Amen. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. And while you are turning there, I want to just tell you thank you, New Beginnings. So many people have quit coming to church over these two years for various reasons, but they just quit. Yeah. But I'm glad you're focused this morning. You come to tell the Lord, thank you. The house is open, so you say, I'm going to be there. And I thank you for your commitment, not to me, not to us, but to the one who matters. Can I get an amen right there? It's a good reason to remember why you're on this journey. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. My title is going to be On the Journey to Worship the King. Amen. On the Journey to Worship the King. Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east, they came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Isn't that something, y'all? Uh -huh. For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all, somebody say all, all. Jerusalem with him. Yes. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, mm -hmm. he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Right, right. So they said to him, King Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, or the Bible said. Right, right, right. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And then Herod, when he had heard secretly he called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. Yes. And then he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, go, search carefully for the young child. Mm -hmm. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king they departed, and behold, the star which had, or rather which they had seen in the east, it went before them mm -hmm. until it came and stood over where 
the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. On a journey to worship the king. You may be seated. New beginnings on this last Sunday of this year. As I mentioned previous in my thoughts, I want to thank you for having the foresight to travel these 52 weeks to meet with Jesus. But our journey ain't over yet. As we turn the corner on this Sunday and glance into a year we've never seen before, let's purpose today, Reverend McBee, to make that journey about worshiping the king. Can I say some more? When we come to this portion of the text, Jesus has already, Reverend White, made his advent into the earth. He's already been born by a little virgin girl. And she and her husband were residing in the place of his birth that was called Bethlehem. Sister Martin, it was there in that little city of Judah where the scripture had been fulfilled. See, at the time of the text this morning, people had been waiting for the Messiah to come into the world. They had heard the scripture, but had never seen it fulfilled. Can I say some more? And secondly, while they were waiting in anticipation, God had some other witnesses that come on the scene in the same text. These are called the wise men. And these wise men for us, New Beginnings, they come on the scene as a snapshot of how you and I ought to come every week to worship the king. We we ought to come ready. We ought to come willing. And we ought to come excited to have the privilege to worship him. I wish I could run that rabbit. There's some people in the hospital right now wish they could be in the house of the Lord. There's somebody right now outside, Andre, talking to a telephone pole. Wish they had their right mind. Y'all in here? That's somebody I know on death row right now. Wish they had the privilege to be in the house of the Lord. I ought to have some amens right there. The wise men in this text, they knew why. They came to worship. They knew who they came to worship. And they knew the opportunity they had 
in worshiping. The wise men knew this was the greatest king that there ever would be. And they were not going to waste this opportunity. But the one alarming reality in this text, Reverend Billings, is that everybody doesn't want to worship the king. Everybody ain't ready to worship Jesus. And within this text, there's a story of another king. He's what I call a pseudo king. You know, pseudo means fake, phony, right? And hidden within this passage, he opposes the coming of the real king. Can I tell you new beginnings? There's still a pseudo king in the world. Satan is his name, Destiny. And guess what, daughter? He don't want you in 2022 to make your way to worship the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You think you got discouraged this year? Wait till the new year roll around. Look at your neighbor. Tell him he ain't through. There's three things I want to unpack in this text today, and I pray it prepare us as we turn the corner in this new coming year. Number one, I want to look at the wise men's observations on their journey. Number two, KD, I want to look at the wise men's objectives on their journey. And I'll land the plane looking, with the, looking at the wise men's opposition on the journey. Y'all gonna help me close it out this year? Let's look at verse one, the observations on their journey. The Bible says, now it was after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And it was in the days, here it is, of Herod the king. Pay attention to that. Then the text says, behold, wise men from the east they came to Jerusalem. That was a long way. Asia, traveling all the way to Jerusalem. And they came saying this. Where is he who's been born king of the Jews? Brother Cooley, they said, for we have seen his star. And it was in the east. And we've come all the way from there to worship him. I like to say, Billing, they were commuters. Can I say some more? The first thing we notice in here, Brother Tommy, is that Jesus is born into a dark world. It's dark. He was born in Bethlehem, according to the scripture. And he was born in a world where his people were living under oppression an occupation. Rome had taken over the world and was oppressive to the Jewish people. Are y'all with me here? They hated the Jews. And Jesus was born into that type of social injustice. See, he know all about your story. Are you with me here? He know all about laws being made to keep you oppressed and depressed. He know all about systems and structures that were in place before you even got here. Come on, I wish I had some help. He know all about people hating you because of your gender as a woman. 
and people hating you because of your gender as a man. Jesus can relate to every aspect of your humanity. He's not a savior who's out of touch and can't relate. Are you with me here? He was born to the lowest class of people that were on the planet and opposed from day one when he got here. How do I know the text says he was born in Bethlehem and the ruler that was running that part of the world, his name was Herod. I wish I can work right there. Herod was a pseudo king. He was not a Roman citizen, but Rome hired Herod to oppress the Jews. He was a hired hater. Are y'all with me here? See, every now and then, your enemy will employ somebody to keep their foot on your neck. I just dropped something right there. And Jesus comes into that type of system where a hater has been endorsed and paid to be oppressive to his people. He hated the Jews, Herod did, and wanted nothing to do with them. Christ is born into that type of poverty, into that type of oppression. And it's the same ones that you and I face. Now, secondly, we see in the text, we discover that there is an unlikely, yes, group of people who emerge in the scripture. They're called the wise men. Y'all in here? And they ain't from Bethlehem. They're not cool with Herod. These are outsiders. I feel like preaching today. They're outsiders who are on a mission to come and worship the one they've been reading about. Are you with me here? And they ain't scared of Herod. Are you with me here? Okay, let me just keep it real ghetto this morning. They from the east side. Are you me? They from the east side. And they traveled all the way to Bethlehem to come see the Savior that they've been reading about. Well, what makes these men so different? I'm glad you asked. The text says they're called the Magi or the Magoi. And these were... Middle Eastern philosophers. They were learned men, priests, astronomers. They lived in Persia and Arabia, right? But they had been studying the Hebrew scriptures because they had had an encounter with Yahweh. And they were reading the word, waiting on the Messiah who was promised to come to save not only the Jews, but the Arabians too. And they thought when this Messiah comes, we got to see him. Are y'all in here? And and they were so wise, they had um, a history, Reverend Tong, of studying astronomy uh, and religion. And medicine. Now let me help you. They weren't walking around talking about I'm a Leo and I'm a Virgo and I'm a Gemini. No. They were not. They were not looking at astronomy for their zodiac connections. They were reading the stars to look at heaven's message. 
Why? Because Daniel, the prophet in the Old Testament, used astronomy to explain the marvelous, majestic mentality of God. And they were looking at the stars and looking at the scripture to find the one who had come to be born. I might just do something in here today. Y'all going to help me this morning. These men were held in high esteem. One scholar said, Reverend Nichols, they were held in such high esteem in the Persian court that the Persian kings would send these men into war because they had the wisdom for the armies. They could discern the sky, Sister Arius, and tell daughter when's the best time for strategic employment of the troops. Not only that, they had great wealth. Okay, let me say it this way. They wasn't broke. Y'all in here? Look at all of that. The wisest, the smartest, the richest, and they got their mind on God. Can I help somebody, Brother Tommy? God just ain't for poor people. There's some people with some resources, Brother Mel, that love the Lord that have bent their life on worshiping him and that don't mind commuting to tell the Lord thank you. Can I say some more? What I like about this text, brothers and sisters, is that they devoted their life to studying the scripture. Mother Roth, they were Gentiles. As I mentioned earlier, Mother, who knew the prophecies of Daniel, Micah, and Isaiah. They read the book. Can I say that again? They were book readers. And they were paying attention to the signs of the times. I think I need to park right there. Book readers lean in here. Are you paying attention to the signs of the times? Are you watching what's happening in the world? You ain't see back the wheel, are you? If you're reading the book, and you watching the signs, you know something's getting ready to happen. The king is on the way. Can I argue my point? They had nothing in common with the Jews. They had nothing in common with Judaism. But God had revealed himself to them, and now they desired to come and worship him. And what we need today, Lady Green, I believe, daughter, more than anything, is some wise believers just like this. Not quitters. Believers. We need men and women today who are just like these men. We need believers who have wisdom from up above. We need believers who have favor and wealth. We need believers who have a desire to see Jesus. We need believers who have come from a mighty long way. We need believers who have nothing in common with modern day religion. We ain't running around here talking about I'm evangelical. You see what they look like. We talking about believers. Are y'all with me here? Who believe the word. People of the word. Y'all in here? I didn't lose y'all, did I? Well, thirdly, I see, I'm still in verse 1 and 2. Thirdly, I see in this text that the wise men, they got questions. Isn't that good? They're thinking believers. 
And they come with a question, Reverend Tom. Where is he? That's been born. King of the Jews. Yeah, daughter. That's right. For we see this star. Are you with me here? And we have come to worship him. According to this verse, these wise, smart, intelligent, rich, wealthy men, these Gentiles, they came asking questions and they came searching and seeking. Amen. Here it is. They came trying, brother Ed, to discover truth. Because, why? They came with a partial truth, but they didn't have all the truth yet. They were on a journey. Studying the word. Trying to figure out where God was working. That's good Bible right there. I don't care who you are. Y'all in here? None of them said I've arrived. I don't need Bible school. I don't need men's group. I don't need life group. I don't need Bible study. They were on a journey. And if you on a journey, you ought to be in Bible class too. Tuck that away somewhere, all right? I'll come back and pick it up. What was happening? They wanted to know where they could find him. Because they knew he was born. Why? Because God has showed them a sign. Isn't that good? Big John. He showed them a sign, but they didn't know exactly where he was. So they came to ask questions. And they came to the people who should have knew. I'll circle back around and get there. But here's what I want you to know in this one little piece, Sister Wilson. Every now and then, God reveals himself to sinners too. Am I right? And many times, they don't know where he is. But he'll send them to you. And they'll come with questions. Can you show me how to get peace? Can you show me how to change my life? Can you introduce me to the one you claim you know? Because we got questions. We've seen a sign and we know he's real. But do you know where he is? Here it is. Do you know where I might find him? Do you know where I might encounter his presence? And every day, look at this, New Beginners. Don't sleep on Mimi right here. Look at this. Every day they're wandering all around you. They're in your family. They're on your job. They're in Costco on the next row. They're in Walmart. They're online. All you got to do is look for them. And you're going to find them. They got questions. And they are looking for the Savior. I know, I know we tend to do as Christians, we say, man, the world is dark. Oh, it's evil. Oh, yeah, all of that. That's true. But don't let that stop you from looking for the one who has questions. Because everybody see what you see. They see the world is jacked up, gender confused. Oh, they see all of that. But somebody got questions. And you've got to be woke. So you can be the one to say, come here. Let me show you his star. Sometimes they wonder in here. 
Sometimes they just show up at your house. And they're looking for Jesus. This is a good place for a question, Reverend Tom. Are you available? On your journey? To answer a question from somebody who's come from a long way? On a journey? Looking for Jesus? Some people still want to know. Can you show me the way? Some people still want to know. Can you show me where I can worship him? Uh, some people are just like these wise men. Well, we've looked at their observations on the journey. Let me show you now their obstacles on the journey. Verse 3. The Bible says that when they came to Bethlehem, uh, because they have money and resources, they end up in the presence of the king, Herod, right? And they're asking the question to Herod. Y'all see it now? They got money. So because they came into town, Herod got them real quick. You see the picture now? That's why the text says in verse 3, and when Herod, the king, heard this, heard what? Heard their question. He was troubled. Y'all see that there? And somebody say all. All Jerusalem with him. Now that one verse is loaded. Verse 4, and when he had gathered all, somebody say all, the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, Herod's got questions now. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Isn't that Bible something? Beloved, when you come here and the wise men, you see them land in Jerusalem, Bethlehem there, where the king was, instead of getting information, they get what I call as obstacles. Obstacles from keeping them to find Jesus. Now, in the background, the star that led them there has disappeared. So the star can't be shown in blackness. The night's too dark. And they got to ask questions from those who are on the land who should know. <laughs> Y'all in here? In Jerusalem, all I'm trying to say, Sister Cooley, is where they should have received help. Jerusalem. They should have seen the light. In Jerusalem. They should have got refreshed on the journey. But when they got to Jerusalem, nobody could help them find the king of glory. Isn't that something? When they got to Jerusalem, nobody could give them biblical instructions. When they got to Jerusalem, Sister Brenda, nobody, daughter, could direct them where to find Jesus. The Bible says all of Jerusalem was troubled. I didn't make that up. Herod was troubled. Jerusalem. Now, why are they troubled if they've been people of the book? If they've been people of the book, they should have been waiting for their true king to come. But when they hear that he showed up, 
and they missed it. Somebody got nervous. Can I say some more? What happened? Well, I'm glad you asked. Herod was troubled because he ruled the Jews and he thought of himself as the king of the Jews. But if a new king has come, that means the old king got to go. Y'all in here? Somebody after his throne. I feel like preaching today. The Jews were troubled because they should have been paying attention to the prophecy. But because they had a lack of interest in his arrival, they missed the king of glory. Now, now, if he came, they would have to change their way of life. You got to change in your own king because the new king is here. Are y'all in here? If the king came now, that means he would mess up the religious system that the chief priests had in place, that the scribes had in place, that they were in cahoots with Herod about and oppressing their own people. If this new king has come, he's going to jack up my hustle. Some nervous church folk in here. You know how you know they're nervous? When you talk about the coming of Jesus, they say stuff like, I want to go to heaven, just not yet. You know why they say just not yet? They like the earthly system. There's some stuff they're comfortable with. There's some stuff they don't want to let go of, Big Tommy. So they say, not just yet. We know he's coming, but we ain't really ready. Are you? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Anybody ready up in here? I wrote myself a note right here, Brother Ed. I think you'll like it. Is they were troubled. Here it is. They were troubled because Bethlehem was about 10 miles away. They were in Jerusalem. And if the Messiah is born in Bethlehem, he's just a few blocks away. I miss somebody. Reverend Billings, he was close. And the change was close. The hope was close. The chance and change was close. And they were troubled because they didn't want this promised Messiah to show up at this time. And so it is with many Christians today. Instead of wanting to see Jesus, they'd rather keep on doing what they're doing. Got a lot of notes here, but I'm feel like segue. What COVID did in my mind as a pastor and a shepherd of this beautiful flock, it pulled back the veil yes, sir. on what was in people's hearts. Can I just tell you why? They didn't stop shopping. They didn't stop partying. They didn't stop going on vacations. They didn't stop getting their nails and toes and hair done. But they quit coming to church. Because it wasn't safe. It pulled back the veil on what was in people's hearts. And so those who keep showing up, you see what's in their heart. It's a desire to pursue the king. But those who not come into worship, 
you see what's in their hearts. And I didn't have to preach about it. I didn't have to call nobody and have a meeting. You just showed yourself. Are you with me here? Well, I look at this text. This teaches me and it taught me that many believers don't want to give up the reign of the throne in their hearts because they got another king there. If the king is coming, you got to get rid of the king on your heart. The king of your flesh. The king of the world's philosophies. You got to really let go of that to say, Jesus, rule my life. Are y'all in there? Y'all in here? Uh, what does this mean? Uh, like, the, like the Jews and Herod, a new king is trouble for them. A real king might take their financial gain from them. The real king might make people worship him instead of them. The real king might make people serve him instead of Herod and the chief priests and the scribes. So it troubles them to know that the king is coming and he's only 10 miles away. We've looked at the observation of their journey. We've looked at their obstacles on their journey. Let me show you now their opposition on the journey. Somebody back say amen. amen. The Bible says, verse 7, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, he determined from them what time the star appeared. See that now? He's checking the stars. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come <laughs> and worship him also. Beloved, when you come to this final portion of this text, when Herod finds out from the chief priests and the scribes that the prophecy said Jesus was to be born in this location, right. he then secretly pulls the guests from the Middle East right. in a side communication. Mm -hmm. He said, look here, y'all go. <laughs> Find where he at. And then come tell me. I want to worship him too. Next week, I'm going to preach about Herod. And what he does to try to kill the word that became flesh. But he's setting up an assassination. And he's trying to use these wise men, Destiny, to do his legwork for him. When I look at this, Herod knew prophecy now because the scribes and the chief priests had revealed it to him. But he doesn't know exactly where in Bethlehem. Mother Ross, what he does is he has a motive to kill Jesus. So he encourages these wise men to go and find out 
So when I make my move, I make sure I won't miss. Y'all in here? Listen to his words. Go and worship him. Ooh, don't that sound satanic? Go do what you came here to do. Y'all came a long way. I ain't going to discourage you from going to church. Go and tell him how wonderful he is. Go and give him all your heart. Go and meet with your king, Reverend Nichols. Go and even bring him an offering. Just come back. And tell me where you found him. So I can come and worship him. But you know, like I know y'all Bible readers, you know Herod didn't want to worship Jesus. Come on, people. No, because if he wanted to worship, he would have got on his camel too. We'd be like, hold up, wise man, let me throw on my robe. Let me get my, my ambassage. Let me get my crew. We coming to worship too. You say the king is here? Let me get the, the gold and silver out of my coffers. Let me jump in y'all's caravan because I want to praise him too. If he really wanted to worship the king, he would have dropped everything and joined the commute. Can I get an amen right there? Herod didn't want to worship Jesus. What he wanted to do was kill the word that was made flesh. I just dropped something right there. He didn't want to worship Jesus because he knew that Jesus was the real king. You know what I noticed? There's still a lot of Herods in the world. They don't want to worship Jesus. They don't want to stop you from worshiping. Not in person. They want you to go. It's when you come back. They want to kill what you wouldn't got. Can I say some more? You know what I noticed, KD? Everybody in the world know what Sunday is. On every continent. They don't bother you between 10 and 3. It's after 3. They want to assassinate what you got that morning. I learned something this week. Can I, can I, can I unpack and let you in my closet? So y'all know I love stand-up comedy. Sister Wilson had to get the remote out of my hand sometimes. Because I just sit there and I laugh and laugh. And, and this week I went on a binge. Y'all don't know nothing about binge watching. Tommy, I put that big chair back, put my feet up, had my big sweet tea, and I was laughing, Andrea, to this old Santa belly just wouldn't roll no more. <laughs> but I noticed all the comics in my Netflix bids, right? They all had these routines where they wanted to bash church. Not only did they want to bash church, they wanted to bash Christmas. And they wanted to attack Jesus. And I'm a little slow to the draw. I ain't the quickest tool in the shit. It took me about three comics, Reverend Tom, before I realized, hey, wait a minute. Did I just hear what they said? Am I the only one, y'all? And I kept listening. And I said, oh, I can rewind. Oh, I rewind that back? Really? That's how you feel about my king? And then I got a careful eye. And the next five I begin to watch. I start to see Lady White. Oh, that's Harry. 
Go and worship, because I'm going to make fun of you when you get back. Oh, come on, talk to me, somebody. Ain't nobody a bigger laughing stock than a believer. They will, they, will, they will talk about your worship. They'll talk about your preacher. They'll talk about your mama's faith. They'll talk about your God. Come on, talk to me. And I didn't even know like a fool. I'm in there laughing. Till my eyes came open. But, oh, I see who you are. I told Sister Wilson, I got to let this go. I can't do stand-up comics that laugh and cuss my God, cuss my church. Y'all with me here? Well, I mean, I'm too deep now in my closet. Y'all all the way in here. Let me just show you the rest of the stuff. Slide that to the side. I love hip-hop. I said it. I know you won't. I said it. But I know this. The hip-hop artists, they got a problem with my God. They got a problem with Jesus. I start saying, I can't listen to him. I can't listen to her. Why? I'm the one they talking about. Guess who they are? Herod's. Why? They want to assassinate the word. You know who the word is? Jesus. The word made flesh. I just messed up somebody's playlist. They're like, dang. Pastor. I hope you did. Go back and look at it. You got to decide. You can't run with Jesus and run with Herod. You can only have one king on your heart. Anything with two kings is a monster. Y'all in here? Y'all got me all off my notes. Herod, what he does here, he gives them a false pseudo ploy. Go and worship him. And then I like, I like what the text says. I like what the text says. The Bible says in verse 9 that when they heard the king, when they heard Herod, they departed. Boy, that's good news. And when they departed, look at this, Sister Cooley, behold, the star. Y'all see that there, Big John? Which they had seen in the east. It came before them. Oh. Holy, what, what do you mean? When they left the darkness, the star came back. See, there are some places where you can't see God. And the only way you get to see him is to get from out of there. <laughs> Are y'all with me here? I know you keep trying to say, I know he saved me. I'm full of grace. I know. But listen, baby, the club is dark. You can't see the star in the club, man. <laughs> you see some pseudo stars, right? But you can't see the star you first saw when you started your journey looking for the king. Am I making sense right there? The Bible says the same sign. You should circle that. That they saw in the east, it appeared. One more time. And this time, it took them right to where the king was. Isn't that something? Since Wilson, I noticed something love in my life. God has a way to direct you to the place where he needs you to be. Tuck that away, Caleb, in 2022. God has a way, son, of showing you where he is 
that you may come and worship him. God has a way when your way gets confused. What you got to do? Look for the sign. What's the sign? His word. Caitlin is the sign. His word. Y'all catch that? Is the sign. Here it is. Where the word of God is being preached, that's the place you go to worship him. Y'all catch it? Where the word of God is being taught, that's the place you go to worship him. Beloved, you can look, you can look, and you can look. But if the word ain't there, God ain't there. I know, I know, theologically, God is everywhere. Don't forget, I'm a theologian too. But he's not in a place where he's not honored. Come on now, come on now, come on now. And if the place where you're looking to get closer to God does not honor God, you need to get the heck out of there. Why? So you can see where God is being honored. Y'all in here? I said I wasn't going to get too deep today. Thank you, daughter. I'm glad you gave me permission. Some of these relationships, you got to get out of. You spent 2019, 2020, and 2021 hanging out in dark places, trying to give people light who don't want it. Get out of there. Don't, yeah, I know God can save them, but you ain't God. If they don't want God, you better get out of there. I don't care what their cousin said, what their people said, or how many people encourage you. Just hang in there, girl. No, girl. Get out of there. They just showed you already they don't want your God. They want nothing to do with your God. If they did, they'd be in worship with you. Quit making excuses. Guess when the wise men saw the star? When they got out of there? Say it, Pastor. Y'all in here? All right, I'm going to leave y'all alone. The Bible says in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced. They got their praise back. And they rejoiced with exceeding. <laughs> this wasn't a normal worship. Are y'all with me here? Uh and then in verse 11, and when they had come into the house, they're in Bethlehem now, they left Jerusalem. When they come to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down. There it is. There it is, Lady McBee. And they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented, watch this now. Gifts to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. the gifts were gold, uh -huh. frankincense, and myrrh. When they found the king, Jesus, they found the word. John called him the word that was made flesh. When they found the savior, they found the word. And they found him in Bethlehem. Right where the book, the prophets, Said he was going to be. Y'all with me at? I like this right here. And when they found him, they rejoiced. They had joy. Why? Because they had some success in their search. 
all those nights, I thought about this, Brother Cooley, all of those nights wandering over the desert, walking from the east to Jerusalem, they finally had found the sign, the king. And in Jesus was their hope. Get in Jesus was their salvation. The Bible did say he's going to save his people from their sins. In Jesus was their peace, was their life, was their savior. See, you, 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 if you're looking for all of those things in something else, you're going to be disappointed. Look, y'all, as good as I try to be the Sister Wilson, I can't be her savior. I can't be her hope. I can't be her life. I can't be her peace. God has not designed me to do that. Only Jesus can do that. Some of y'all putting too much on your man. Putting too much on your woman. And they disappoint you. Now your heart broke. I hate to tell you, I told you. Only Jesus can be all that you need him to be. I say some more. I like the test because the Bible says, and I'm, I'm humping it off now. I'm humping it off. I got to get out of here. When they saw him, they worshiped him. What do you mean? The word here, worship, Brother Wendell, good to see you, son, is the word in the Greek, proskuneo. Say that with me. And it means to prostrate oneself, to crouch down, right? To bow low before. That, that's what the word proskuneo means. When they saw him, they bowed low before him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this week, um, our, some of y'all who know our little dog, Smokey, he, uh, we had to put Smokey down. Oh. I know, I know. I, I thought I was going to get a break, too. I was like, I'm good. I don't want no more dogs. And Sister Wilson found this little cute dog. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go again. And her name is Wendy. Oh, Lord. Ooh, she's so cute, y'all. Stole my heart. She brought Winnie home. And I said, come here, baby. And the first thing she did was proscuneo. Messed me up, Reverend. She bowed her little dots in head. I stuck out my hand. Sister, and she licked my hand. She worshipped her new master. You see it, Sister Beverly? That's what the wise men did when they saw their new master. They proscuneled and kissed the hand of the one who had come to save them. But can I tell you, it wasn't just bowing in prayer. They brought something with them. They didn't come to worship empty-handed. Y'all yes, yes, in here? I know I ain't going to preach on giving. Y'all been hearing that all year, but I'm going to tease you with it. They came to worship to give God something. Not to just receive something from God. See, worship involves you giving God something. You ever wonder why you come in here sometime and feel like I ain't getting nothing out of that? You didn't bring nothing with you. You don't get nothing out of worship if you don't put nothing in. 
<laughs> Think about your next 52 weeks. If God gives you some, show up here ready to give God something. And then you'll walk out, even if my sermon stinks, you'll walk out, ooh, didn't Reverend preach that? Why? Because you brought something to give to your king. Are you with me here? Can I, can I, have, can I have five Baptist minutes? They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, why these three gifts? Well, they brought them because they were significant in the Middle East to give to kings. Can I say some more? They brought him gold because gold was paying a tribute to him for his deity. They weren't idol worshipers. But they brought the best that a king should have. Okay, their worship had a gold standard. And then they brought frankincense. Why? Frankincense was like an incense that you would burn in the place where you worshiped God. So they brought him a sweet smelling savor. <laughs> oh, in other words, they worship smelled good. Oh, yeah. Mama said it wasn't foul. It was five star worship. And then the third thing they brought him was myrrh. And this is interesting, and it's also prophetic, because myrrh was used for embalming the dead. Most kings, back then when they died, they prepared for an elaborate burial. You know, you've seen in Egyptian history where they built tombs and they put all their gold and all their resources and they embalmed them, they mummified them. These wise men understood that this king that was just born was born to die. Born to die according to the scripture. Are you in here? You know what this teaches me, Brother Crawford? They understood who they were coming to worship. They had studied him. They knew what his life was about. And so when they entered into worship, not only did they bring their best, not only did it smell good, but they were knowledgeable about why they should worship him. Well, let me get out of here. Y'all got that Baptist glaze. But they brought this king these things because these gifts were relevant. Yeah, yeah. Though he was rich, he was poor. Mm-hmm. Gold would help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though he was heaven's choice, the worship, the incense would please him. And in this world, he would die for our sins. And myrrh would help his body temporarily. The wise men had it right. He was the king of the Jews. And the girls sang it earlier. He was worthy of their worship. Herod thought, and I'm coming down now, he was the king of the Jews. But Herod was misinformed. As I close, Sister Green, the Bible says that 
after they worshiped Jesus, a dream came to them. And said, look, don't y'all go back. Go home a new way. That Herod don't want to worship him. So I want y'all to go home another way. That's loaded, ain't it? See, after you have worshipped him, you ought to go home another way. But don't go back to them Herods that's been trying to assassinate the word that's in your heart. Find a new way. Are you with me here? Why? Because there's a difference between Herod and Jesus. Can I turn the light on? The old king had established his ways. But the new king came to establish a new kingdom whose rule and reign was going to be in your hearts. The new king was going to save his people from their sins. Mama Linda, the new king was going to conquer the satanic king in the battle over souls for humanity. The new king wasn't going to be born in a castle, but rather in a manger. The new king wouldn't stroll castle grounds, but he'd walk the dusty streets of Palestine. Can I help myself? The new king wasn't going to eat at fancy tables, but instead he'd dine in the cornfields on the Sabbath day. The new king wouldn't ride on fancy stallions, but rather he'd be seen on a donkey entering into Jerusalem. But Jordan, the new king, wouldn't be crowned prince of the palace, but instead he'd be called the prince of peace. The new king wouldn't have a star-studded crown, but instead, McBee, he'd get a crown of thorns placed on his head. The new king wouldn't receive praise and adoration. Instead, he would get jeers and insults. The new king wouldn't receive a royal scepter, but instead he'd get strikes on his back 39 times. The new king would not be accepted by common folk, but rather crucified instead. The new king wouldn't be treated as royalty, but instead he'd be crucified between two thieves. The new king was not born for pleasure, but rather he was born to die. The new king wouldn't have a royal feast, but rather he'd have a public execution. The new king wouldn't receive a pardon from the court, but instead he'd be sentenced to die by the court. The new king would die on a hill called Calvary. They lifted the new king high, stretched him wide, and dropped him low. The new king was died on the cross. Didn't he die? He died a royal disgrace. Didn't he die? Died public enemy number one. Didn't he die? One Friday, he died. They took the body down. Put it in another man's tomb. Yeah. And early, 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 Sunday morning, with all power of heaven and earth in his hand, the new king stepped out of the grave. 
Yonder he is sitting on his throne, ruling high, but looking low. He's a good king. Is there anybody here? No, he's a good king. I'm glad I served that king. Is there anybody here? Bowed yesterday to tell him thank you for coming into the world. Thank you for being born. Thank you for saving my sins. I'm so glad trouble don't last always. I'm looking forward to 2022 because I got 52 weeks to praise the new king. Is there anybody here got a new praise on your mind? I'm already thinking now to what I want to sing in 2022. I'm already thinking how much gold I can bring in 2022. Already thinking the sweet fragrance I want to preach for him in 2022. Is there anybody here got reservations to worship the king in 2022? Don't fool me now. Say yeah. trying to quit right here, but I got a party of praise anticipating. I can't wait to get to the new year. I'm gonna preach different, gonna walk different, gonna dance different, gonna worship different. I'm gonna do it online and I'm gonna do it on land. I'm gonna do it in Portland and I'm gonna do it in California. I plan on doing it in Africa. If they let me, I'm going to Asia. I plan on worshiping him on all of the continents. Is there anybody here? Say, sign me up, Reverend. I'm ready. I'm ready. Don't fool me now. One more time. Say, yeah. Say, yeah. Do you love him today? Do you love the Lord today? Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all too cool for me. Y'all too cool for me. I feel like I just might lose my mind. And I got, I got him on my mind. I got him on my mind. Ain't he all right? Can I go back old school one time? Will y'all help me go back old school? I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Come on, y'all. Oh, 